One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poorer. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Awaken. And I think I have a better idea. You should stay tuned for this entire episode because we have a very special guest with us today at the table. So not only am I joined by Pastor Rob and Nate, of course, but we've got Pastor Mike Gibson with us today. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you Glad for joining us. So we're going to be getting uh, some unique perspective that we weren't planning on before the show. So this is really, really exciting. Um, as usual, make sure you guys are following us everywhere you can, but the key spots go to AGA TV. That's www.aga.network. And then also make sure you follow us on Rumble. Um, I guess go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, there's a lot of this episode, if not all of it, that's not going to be on YouTube. There's just no way we can get away with it. Too much truth telling. Um, make sure you follow us on Getter and Facebook and make sure you go to locals, join our locals community at supportaga.com. Minimum $5 a month gets you access to all the, the feeds, the commenting, the messaging back and forth with us. We really want to grow our community over there on locals and everything that we can't get to in the show each week, we're going to be posting on that feed. So that way you can stay up to date with everything that we are discussing back and forth and looking at uh, during the week. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to those who joined locals in the last week. Yeah. We had people yep. join locals and support. So thank you for doing that. And uh, you can also text AGA to 330-619-4497. That gets you into our texting stream so that you can get updates as things happen. Yep. Okay. So real quick today, just to give you guys an overview, we're going to touch on some of this uh, Russian, Russian invasion of Ukraine. We are going to look into a disturbing study that shows some, some stuff about the Pfizer mRNA vaccine turning into DNA in the liver. That's not going to be on YouTube for sure. And the, uh, the latest reminders of why you need to get away from Twitter as fast as you can. And we have a tragic story of a uh, January 6th defendant who unfortunately took his own life in prison um, and among everything else we dive into today. But first, I want to roll back real quick and play the full clip of what we just showed you in the intro from President Biden's State of the Union address last night. And with all the bright spots in our economy, record job growth, higher wages, too many families are struggling to keep up with their bills. Inflation is robbing them of gains they thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. Look, our economy roared back faster than almost anyone predicted. But the pandemic meant that businesses had a hard time hiring enough people because of the pandemic to keep up production in their factories. So you didn't have people making those beams that went in the buildings because they were out. The factory was closed. The panic also disrupted the global supply chain. Factories close. When that happens, it takes longer to make goods and get them to the warehouses, to the stores, and go, prices go up. And so we have a choice. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poorer. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. <laughs> okay. Those, those <laughs> things inside the building that hold it up. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I just wanted to, you know, let everybody know if you've ever owned a business or you want to try to own your own business or whatever, it's actually a lot easier than you might think, according to good old Joe. I mean, <laughs> it's so simple. Lower just your costs. Lower your costs. That's all <laughs> you got to do. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it just never occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Amazing. And, you know, the interesting thing about the State of the Union under any president is that this is a speech read off of a teleprompter that he didn't write. He probably read it once or twice before he went out there. Maybe for him, he read it 35 times. He got it read to him. Yeah, he had it read to him. <laughs> Jill, Jill, what's this word? Um, and uh, and so, so it's really propaganda from the controlling party and mm-hmm. the controlling voice behind him. So I just, I, I think that we have to understand that this isn't him freely talking like other presidents in, in the recent past who would just get up and talk. Um, this is a scripted communist manifesto. Yep. Yep. So that was, we don't, I don't have any more clips from last night's State of the <laughs> Union because there was, I mean, what, what do you choose? There's so much to pick from. Uh, but that was, I, I, I was telling Rob before the show, that was the, the first point in the speech that really just stopped me in my tracks and made me laugh. I mean, out loud, just yeah. start laughing. Cause I was like, just lower your costs. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> and it's, and it's because of his mandates and exactly the backing of Fauci yep. and the control he had that crippled these local businesses. I mean, literally handcuffed them behind their back. They had nowhere to go, nothing to do. Yeah. He made a, a comment in there. He said, businesses had a hard time hiring people because of the pandemic false businesses couldn't hire people because of the government's response to the pandemic. Yep. Correct. And like the mandates said, and, and yeah, yeah, the mandates and paying people more to stay home on unemployment than, you know, actually going to work. Yep. And for, like you said, the mandates forcing people to, or companies to fire people because they won't take this experimental drug. I saw, a, I saw an article that's talking about in New York city, target is looking to pay $24 <laughs> in the near future. Uh, I mean, that's where we're at, but, but well, I, is that high or low for New York City? I mean, yeah, seems high even for New York City. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, businesses just can't sustain that. They can't. No. Well, they can't sustain four dollars and fifty cents a gallon. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything that everything in our country comes via truck that uses fuel, mm-hmm. or plane that uses fuel, and with fuel this way and shutting down the pipeline and doing all that stuff. Even if even if he got smart and actually turned on the pipeline. They said it could be two years because companies aren't going to jump back in whenever they know that they could be, the rug could be pulled out from under them. Yeah. Why would you invest in oil and gas? Right. Yeah. So it's, this is, this is long-term. This isn't like, Oh, we can turn this faucet back on. No, nope. So, um, any other takeaways from last night's speech you guys? Oh, that's right. You guys didn't watch it. No. <laughs> Nobody can stand I, it. I, I didn't watch it, but I, I saw on uh, a news clip today where Mr. Biden said at the very end, buy American. Oh. And I, I, I just had to think to myself, well, we as a nation are purchasing 30% of our, our oil from Russia, but he wants us to buy American. And it, it, it just, it just, it concerns you. Cause he said in, in his clip there that, he has a better idea. Well, who's the better idea for? Is it for us mm-hmm. or is it for the elite? Mm-hmm. Who's the better idea? Who, do, who does it represent? Who, who does it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who who's it benefits? benefiting? Who benefits, yeah. who benefits mm-hmm. from the better idea? You're absolutely right. And I, I guess 
after listening to him last night, one of my questions is, well, why doesn't he just lower the cost of oil from Russia? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it's that easy. He said mm-hmm. it. Well, just, yeah. fine, just lower the cost. Yeah. It's good. Help yeah. us out at the gas pump. Yeah. Apparently it's. No, but we're like going to tap into the strategic oil reserve. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a really good segue. That leads us into a little bit of this Russia-Ukraine war talk. And I don't even know where to begin with the Russia Ukraine stuff because there's there's been so much that's happened in the last week and there have been so many false reports so many questionable things things that don't make sense yeah if you're listening to the media and then you watch what's on social media that's being broadcast from the ground mm-hmm. it's a totally different ball game mm-hmm. it's it's yeah it's horrible and but you know the one thing that that the media mainstream media isn't reporting are the people on the ground who are standing and they were put in this place because of their leaders. And that's not being addressed by the mainstream media. And what what concerns me about all of it is, is that the same thing is happening here and could happen here where our leaders get us into something because of their own political interests and the elites wanting to control things and do whatever. And I, I believe that the Ukrainian people... Uh, have been put in this position as a pawn for some bigger agenda, whether it be Putin or the U.S. or whoever. But they're they're just the ones stuck in the middle, and they're defending their livelihood and their lives for something that they didn't cause. Right, and it's hilarious to hear all these these you know leftist people talking about how we need to go defend Ukraine's democracy. Well, what about our democracy? What about, you know, we need to defend Ukraine's borders. Well, what about our borders that are just being overrun by, we don't even know who. They're going as far as to cheer on those people picking up guns and fighting for their freedom. Yeah, but yeah, then they but, want to but, take ours away. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So before we go any further into this talk, I just want to, I want to lay the groundwork for anybody who hasn't really been following the Ukraine-Russian situation. Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris has the explanation for everybody. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So Basically, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kindergartner version. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what we send out to the media. Oh, man. Are you kidding? Thank you for the. Uh, <laughs> so basically, word. Russia's bigger and Ukraine's smaller. Yeah. So Russia's, <laughs> why. Russia's beating them up and that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll get back to having an adult conversation now. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, my word. Actually, she said on there, basically, that's wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not totally. Not totally. No. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on whose agenda is being fulfilled. Yeah. 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 100%. Look at you picking up on. Okay. Good point. Yeah, that is. Very good point. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> so, I was reading an article the other day, and it said, since Russia has invaded Ukraine, and this was just, I think yesterday, so it had been like seven days since that happened. Since then, the U.S. has sent Putin close to half a billion dollars in oil imports. So we're, 
you know, I guess sanctioning Russia or, or whatever. <laughs> but we want their oil. But yeah. we're paying them a whole lot of money for oil. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that we haven't supported Ukraine? We offered to get Zelensky out, but he said, no, I don't want to get out. I want ammo. Yeah. We haven't done that. Maybe in the black ops or whatever it is, you know, maybe they are. I don't know. But reported, it seems like the U.S. isn't helping at all. But then if you look at the half a billion dollars, it really looks like we're supporting Putin to do what he's doing. I, yeah. You could I definitely mean, look at it that way. Yeah. I mean, we're saying, Zelensky, we want to help you, but really we're financing the war against yeah. him. I asked somebody the other day, I said, well, if uh, the CEO of Walmart came up to you and just punched you in the face, would you turn around and go back in and buy something at Walmart? No. So why are we buying stuff from Russia? When we have the means to do it ourselves. Because doing it ourselves makes us independent from the world and they want us to be slaves to the world. Yeah. That's the agenda. The agenda is to take America down. Yeah. Well, if you want to know what the, if, if you're not watching CNN, which if you're watching this show, you're not watching <laughs> yeah. CNN or MSNBC, uh, but it's it, like comedy central yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But if you watch them, you will understand that the real uh, reason Putin invaded Ukraine is actually, any guesses? Had to be Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Trump was installed as the president of the United States in order to weaken the alliances that were preventing Putin from achieving his goals. Alliances like NATO, our relationship with our European partners, our relationship with Ukraine. Trump was put in as a bulldozer. And he was also put in, as Malcolm said, as a bulldozer to the Constitution, to our system of checks and balances, to our system of institutional trust, and the unwillingness of people in the United States to confront the brokenness of those institutions, whether through financial corruption in recent years or age old systemic problems yeah. like the endemic racism that holds our country <laughs> up has contributed to that. And Fox News, in this sense, is just an extension of that uh, long running destructive pattern. OK. Oh, my word. OK. So just so everyone knows, that woman is a professor in a university educating our kids. And that's her belief. That's scary. That is, that is nonsense. That is complete nonsense. <laughs> so you see, though, where the mindset of some people come from, especially the younger people that are being indoctrinated in these universities. Yeah. At this rate, we're going to be in 2040, and people are still going to be blaming Trump for everything. <laughs> it's, un it's unreal. I, it, and, and the one person, the one president out of the last four that actually stood for our Constitution, 100%. they take it. And remember we talked last week about how the left will always accuse you of what they're already doing. Yes. They will always accuse you of what, you're, what they're already doing mm -hmm. so that, that takes the light off of them. No, they're trashing our Constitution. They're trashing our liberties. They're trashing the, the economy of the U.S., not what Trump did. And, and I'm, I agree with you, Nate. I think for a long time people will blame Trump. But I also believe that if if the voice of the educated electorate, you know, uh, the founder said that the Constitution was written for a moral, educated electorate. They went after the morality decades ago mm -hmm. and uh, by putting all the smut on TV. And then they the, now, I mean, in education, they, they've had a hundred year plan to infiltrate our education system. And you see that nut job who's who's actually teaching kids that that the republicans are the one trashing the constitution are you kidding me 
So go back to what you said about they will accuse you of what they're actually doing themselves. So when they come out and they say that, I mean, I've, I've heard them call a lot of people on like Fox News. Tucker Carlson is now a Putin puppet or whatever. He's, he, he loves Putin uh, because he's not all for the war. Okay. Trump obviously is a Putin puppet. You know, all these people are supporting Putin. So what does that tell you using that logic? What they might They're be supporting to? him. Yeah. And, and it's evidenced by the half a billion dollars we sent them in the last week. Among other things, I'm sure, but that alone, yeah. Is that like, alone says we're giving Putin whatever yeah. he wants. Well, we, when she accused President Trump of uh, creating a lot of this, I think President Trump was trying to produce a, a, an accountability. And he even said to Germany, he said, um, you want us to protect you militarily from Russia, but you're supporting their economy. It doesn't make sense. He was trying to get some accountability and make things balance here. It doesn't make sense. You want us to protect you, but you're going to support them. Mm -hmm. I know. And I was just going to say real quick, I know Trump's taking a lot of heat. I, I think it was a CPAC over the weekend. He's, I, I, I listened to his speech and he was talking about Putin and rightfully so. He said, Putin is not a, not a dumb guy. He's a very smart person. Mm -hmm. And, and people are like to twist those words and say that he's supporting him. Yeah. You have to give credit to your enemies. You can't undermine, you know, underestimate them. Yeah, and, and he clearly stated that under the last three presidents that Putin was doing something. He was taking something from some other country, but not under him. He was the only president that that it did, he, Putin didn't take any land, Crimea or wherever. You know, um, and I, I think that they... They're, they're again reflecting what they what they are doing mm -hmm. and uh, it's crazy uh, going back to the oil situation um, on day one that Biden was in office he shut down the American pipeline and then approved Putin's Nord Stream 2 pipeline so that he could have the oil paving the way for America to send Russia for oil 70 million dollars per day so who's the Russian puppet <laughs> <laughs> who is the puppet uh -huh. who's doing the bidding for putin it's biden it sure looks like it no it is <laughs> it doesn't just look like it. we got we got to stop I, i'm sorry we got to stop saying that this you know like questioning this the evidence points to in in everything you read the evidence points to our money is supporting putin now it wasn't whenever we were on our own oil and now it is. So we have to say that this administration is more Putin friendly than the Trump administration, no matter what the professor says <laughs> in her in her bedroom there, you know, whatever. Um, that has to be stated that the evidence shows that more money and more resources are going to Putin now than they were. So who's the puppet? Yep. And I think that part of this goes back to when do you remember when. Uh, the left was accusing Trump of like trying to uncover the dirt of the Biden family in, in mm -hmm. Ukraine. Yep. Isn't that interesting yep. that all this is happening? Well, how would you cover up? And this is my opinion, just throwing that out there. How would you cover up evidence in Ukraine? Let's say, let's say you're friendly with Putin. You're sending him $70 million a day. So you might be friendly. Let's say you're friendly with Putin and you want to cover up what your family did over there. Well, you'd have to eliminate the government in which your family was friends. So why not send your buddy Putin in? Don't take the money away from him. Send him in there and say, Hey, we'll back you quietly, but we need you to eliminate some, some of this dark stuff. Yeah. And it's not like the money that we're backing them quietly with is it was, this was laid out ahead of time. 
yeah by by the cancellation by and it's not just it's not just the keystone pipeline it's all the oil and gas that was shut down in america we were energy independent here yes and then that ended on day one yep and uh a year later now russia's invading ukraine and we're sending them all kinds of money yeah it's it's crazy but i i do believe that we're at we're at a place where we have to start instead of saying this might be what it is let's just take the evidence and say we're going to assume that the evidence is true and that is that putin is uh or that biden is putin's lapdog right now oh yeah i mean why we're definitely not not sending them money yeah and all roads lead back to what's the consequence of this a weaker america right at the end of the day and that's what they want yep i remember back in the uh uh, a presidential debate uh it was uh mitt romney and uh, barack obama it was asked mitt romney it was asked him who is the greatest threat to our democracy and mitt romney said russia and i remember uh barack obama saying mitt this is the 21st century you're you're behind times why was he protecting russia at that point hmm. it makes you wonder yeah yeah he says russia is not our problem Take your eye off Russia. They're, they're not our problem. Yeah. Don't look at what the other hand's doing while we're over here. Yeah. yeah. And actually, this is the same uh, presidential candidate who thought his microphone was turned off and leaned over to President Putin and said, after the election, I'll have more leverage. Yep. Mm. So mm. This, the, this, this platform, this scheme has been going on for quite some time. All right, I'm, I'm glad you joined yeah, us. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank I you. didn't know any of that. I, that's yeah, just that's more awesome. proof. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. And and you can't tell me that your vice president, Obama's vice president, who is now our president, has a huge change of heart toward Putin. No. Right. I mean, I mean, he's carrying on. This is this is Obama 2.0, his third mm -hmm. term or third term. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and how be it? Well, anyway, we'll stop. <laughs> That's another rabbit trail. <laughs> yeah. On to more stuff that won't be able to be aired on YouTube. I feel like today's the first episode of Rob Unleashed. Oh man. <laughs> I'm this you know why? Because I'm watching videos of eighteen, twenty-three, and twenty-eight, the three videos I watched of them laying on the street shot full of bullets because of what politicians have done. And that ticks me off. Yeah. I you watch these kids bleeding out on the streets of their own country because of what politicians have done about mm -hmm. oil or whatever else they're over there farting around about. And it's ruining people's lives. And that makes me very angry. So I, I'm not I saying it's wrong. I, I, I like it. Didn't they have to no. join the military, the Ukrainians, if you were under a certain age, it's, right? It's like 17 to 18 six, to 16. 18 to is 16. that what it is? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I don't know if it was, I know he requested all 18 to 60 remain. And then I, I did hear, yeah, all men. And I did hear reports of military coming around and pretty much people that were on their way yeah. out saying, you, 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 come on, yep. come on. Like, you're not leaving. I heard the same thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they were really given a choice. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's their country's choice. I mean, they can, they can do that. But what, why, why this bothers me is because as you said, Mike, the, the trail of this is so obvious mm -hmm. that that we've been america has been putin's puppet for a while and and before uh trump and after trump and i think that what really bothers me the most is that this is this goes back to and i don't want to 
replay a record, but this goes back to servers and bathrooms and basements and throwing laptops off of, of bridge overpasses into the river, smashing cell phones with hammers. This goes back to destroying evidence of the Clinton days. And it, it, people are dying because of this and it just infuriates me. Yeah. And the media covering everything up. Yeah. And they're just aiding all of this corruption. So that means, and, and you've said before, that's what this is all about is trying to bring light into the darkness. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what believers were on the earth for. Yeah. And, and I, and just to bring this up, I applaud all the ministries that we've seen, um, I don't know, from all over the world, but yeah. at least from the U.S. that I know of that are going to the Ukraine, uh, that are on the border of Poland, that are helping all of these refugees that are leaving and and just serving and being Jesus' hands and feet. Yeah. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. And we need to call that out and say, thank you for going. Thank you for doing it. Find an organization that's doing that and support it and get behind it financially, Americans. And uh, and you know, hopefully those people that are fleeing will be able to go back to their country. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the thing that bothers me is these elites that are playing chess mm-hmm. with real lives and it's all about what they want. Yep. You've got corrupt governments in every country involved and, so, and it's the innocent citizens of Ukraine that are suffering. And it's, it's elitist governments that are the problem. Yeah. It's, it's not the people, it's the government that's the problem. Did you see the, uh, uh, protests in Russia? Yeah. The, the in Russia, Moscow? The, yeah. And the yeah. Russian people actually standing up and protesting the war saying, we don't want our country to go to war to invade Ukraine. And those people were getting arrested. I heard like they were rounding them up like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, well, you have to realize probably a certain percentage of those people protesting, those are their family members. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they travel across borders and sure. do all that stuff. Because they say Eastern Ukraine is mostly Russians. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess if you think about it too, I just look at like America and Canada and how many people in America yeah. have Canadian family members or vice versa. And, and if all of a sudden America was just going to go invade Canada and kill a bunch of innocent Canadian citizens, you wouldn't. We wouldn't want that. Yep. I, so yeah, you put it in those terms. Is there anything else about the the Russian situation you guys want to touch on? One thing I will add to that, and this is kind of personal a little bit. Yesterday morning, um, I was having breakfast downstairs, and Cheryl, my wife Cheryl came downstairs, and I was crying. She goes, what's the matter? I said, I just realized something. Um, I think it was age 16 or 18 to 60, you were, you were, um, they were calling their people to war. I said, do you realize if that was America, that would be our three sons, our son-in-law, and our oldest grandson? who's in high school right now. Oh my gosh. They would have to be going to war. And, and, and it so saddened me. I just started weeping. I was eating breakfast yesterday morning. Yeah. It's so ugly. Yeah. So ugly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I forgot this. Can I back up before we go forward? Sure. I would like to read to you the opening lines of the state of the union from 2020. Okay. Okay. To realize how far, gone we are from that date president trump began his speech saying jobs are booming incomes are soaring poverty is plummeting crime is falling confidence is surging and our country is thriving america's enemies are on the run and americans fortunes are on the rise it's interesting that a 
that people that support a slogan, make America great again, are mm -hmm. deemed as enemies somehow mm -hmm. to that country. Yeah. You know what I mean? This very, very, very odd. Something I just thought of. This is, all, I don't even know whether I want to bring it up or not. <laughs> but, okay. So, Trump, if you're, if you're on the left, Trump worked with Putin to steal the election in his favor. Yes. So, if we're using the logic that they accuse people okay. of things that they do, Putin is it that far-fetched mm. to believe that Putin helped the Democrats win this election. I don't think he wanted Trump uh, to have another term. Isn't and, it? And isn't it interesting that many of the votes from the voting machines were counted overseas? Oh, I forgot yes. about that. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are, what, a year in? Yeah. And here he is expanding his territory. Mm -hmm. A little payback. Yeah. Under the table. We'll keep giving you $70 million a day if you don't tell them that you helped. Yep. And, you know, when... We we know it was a we know it was a forged dossier, mm -hmm. yeah. and when Trump started going to start digging in Ukraine for how the Bidens had, you know, been undercover and manipulating things in the Ukraine, the the word went out to the Ukrainian undercover U.S. people there, and they shut everything down and burn everything, and buildings were blown up. I it it goes back to an RV sitting in Tennessee beside a voting calculator I, I think there's a lot that we don't know but i i'm not gonna sit here and let it go by without stating that there is that if there if that whole rhetoric that they yeah. use that would make complete sense yeah it's a good point nate yeah. i really <laughs> i was just, just sitting point. here i'm thinking yeah. yep. with that with that logic which it's at this point it's fact that they accuse people of the oh, things yeah. that they mm -hmm. do i mean yeah that's what they do so if their whole campaign was to destroy, destroy Trump off of that one thing. Is it that far fetched to say they did it? I, I don't, I really don't think it is. I think the evidence will come out. I really do that. We're going to see the evidence of this election and what yeah. really happened. Uh, I think a wise man once said that it's going to take a while yeah, for all of it to go. But I did see yesterday, um, we're up to five states that are willing to recall their electors from the election. Wow. And that they're the five states that were in question for the voting that they already have resolutions sent to their legislature to recall the election. Wow. So I, I don't think that we're too far fetched from saying that something big like that might happen. But I also don't know, um, you know, whatever. But Charlie Champ, I don't know if you guys follow him, but he posted this morning, the government and media wants to keep lying to us. But the Lord says, I'm releasing the roar of the lion exposing exposure is coming and everything that is hidden will be revealed. Amos three, eight. Mm -hmm. I I've just been praying that, that everything hidden will be revealed and that, uh, that truth will, will come out before the election. Because if, if it all was fraudulent, if it was all fraudulent, um, we can't go through another one. No, until that's fixed. Yeah. And we got midterms coming up like right around the corner. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So is everything fixed? Is this going to be well, fair? Well, according to yeah. those who are doing the research, nothing's been done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember, we did say, too, before the midterms, be on the lookout for the next big crisis. You know, like before the last election, it was COVID. Oh, yeah. Now it's war. Yeah. You and know? we all know. So, yeah. It, like you said, Mike, what, what's the other hand doing? All this stuff. And, yep. you know, if the truth does come out and, and everything is revealed, it's still not going to be pretty. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create some real ugly times. 
Yeah. And if we go through past representations of what happened, um, no one will be held accountable. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. Our, our oldest daughter-in-law, her brother is a doctor in Nashville when that explosion happened. And uh, many people were saying, this doesn't add up. What's going on? What was the real underlying purpose behind this? Mm-hmm. And then as we found out as time went on, there were a lot of voting machines in that building and votes being stored. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's not a coincidence no, that an not. RV is parked outside of a, yeah. in downtown. Didn't it happen National. on a holiday? Yeah. yeah. Right around Christmas, yeah. was it maybe? Thanksgiving, Christmas, maybe something it was, like yeah. that. Yeah. In that neighborhood, yeah. Yep. Crazy. Just so much. There's just so much. We could literally sit here all day, every day, and just talk yeah. about the all the things going on. And one day, maybe we will be. Yep. <laughs> Go but, ahead. All right. So let's shift gears here a little bit. And if you're on YouTube, you won't see this. If you've saw the rest of the show, you sure won't see this. <laughs> no, 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 you will not. But we're going to be talking here about a uh, article that came out. Pfizer mRNA vaccine study shows that the spike protein RNA gets converted into DNA in the body something that we have been banned from saying on youtube is that the vaccines alter your genetic makeup that's a no-no that does not happen you're not allowed to say that it's false blah 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 well now we've got a study that shows actually it does happen so this is a research study comes from a group of swedish researchers at lund university um there's a lot of medical jargon in this study so we're going to do our best to Break it down for the average people like we are. And before we dive into this, though, to kind of help us explain some things, here's a clip from uh, Dan Bongino's show yesterday explaining the background of this study. It was on the Pfizer vaccine. Granted, the study has some limitations at this point. It's going to require further follow-up. But it was about the Pfizer vaccine and how it causes your body to produce spike proteins. The study was in vitro, meaning not conducted in the laboratory, not inside the body. And it was uh, it, the, the cell lines they used on the study were these HUH7 cells, which are mutated cells. So the study does have limitations. But the study seemed to show that the cell lines studied in that specific study, that exposure to the Pfizer vaccine causes prolonged production of the spike proteins for a very long time. And that it may, in fact, reverse transcribe itself into our own DNA. I found that troubling. Now, Dr. Peter McCullough, who's been sounding the alarm on a lot of COVID mistruths and misinformation out there. I had him on my radio show yesterday. And I asked him a question that, was, uh, that had been on my mind. What I don't seem to get here is if the, let's say this is happening in your body and we need follow-up, I want to be clear, we need follow-up to see what's happening here. If you are producing and pumping out because of changes in your DNA, these spike proteins, potentially endlessly, then how is it that your body's being introduced to the spike protein so often and yet the vaccine's effectiveness goes down? Do you get what I'm saying? If we're producing components of this virus to make the body respond and crush the virus, then why isn't the vaccine working after your DNA may be changed? So we'll get to uh, Peter, Dr. Peter McCullough's answer to that here in a second, but this spike protein thing, like that's the component of this virus that was created in the lab right. in China. Mm-hmm. So 
it's interesting that it's the spike protein in the vaccine that's now seeming to cause these issues. The whole thing is just very, very. It's almost by design. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I'm reading the context clues here. Uh. <laughs> All right. So like he said, it, uh, it's important to note though, this study was done in vitro. It was in a, like a Petri dish type setting. It was not done in the body. Uh, these are not findings from research done on cells inside the body. They are observed. Uh, they were taken from a liver tumor in a 57 year old Japanese male for whatever, just so you know, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, but he did raise a valid question there about if, if, the body's continuing to produce these spike proteins and that's what's supposed to trigger the immune response to COVID. Why is it not stopping COVID spread? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's what he was basically asking, right? Am I missing anything? Yeah. I mean, I gather from it. Why is it not doing the one thing it's supposed to be doing? Right. Right. And it's doing a lot of other things that it's not supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we'll, I'll I'll play you his uh, conversation with uh, Dr. McCullough and then we'll dive a little more into this. Dr. McCullough's answer really didn't make me feel much better at all. This is from the radio show yesterday. You're going to see Fox Nation footage. Check this out. Um, this is a this is where I'm having a hard time reconciling this as a, again a, a non medical professional like yourself. If the if this the research turns out to be accurate in vivo, and we start getting say liver samples from from people, and it starts to show that yes, spike proteins are being pumped out for a longer term than anticipated then how is it that the vaccine's effectiveness is waning so poorly? In other words, if it's pumping out these spike proteins that are supposed to be recognized as and are, and are, and are by our bodies as foreign invaders, then and, and we're producing antibodies, then why is the vaccine, you get what I'm saying? Like it's producing these spike proteins, but it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Doesn't seem to make sense. It would seem to be zero sum here. One would take away from the other. That's a brilliant observation. So the, your question is, you know, if we're being presented with this antigen all the time, why don't we have these right. rock and rolling anti- antibodies, right? Why do they trail off? Uh, in a paper by Israel, done in Israel, his first author, they showed a 40% drop off per month of these antibodies after the vaccine. It must be, and I think Bruce Patterson is right on this, it must be that the body is concealing the spike protein as an antigen because your white blood cells, your monocytes and, and uh, macrophages are trying to gobble up the spike protein. So in a sense, you're sequestering it away from uh, antigenic presentation, but yet you're stuck with this over time. So let's hope that it's not a chronic stimulus for blood clots. It's not a chronic stimulus for um, myocarditis or heart inflammation that uh, evolves over time or bleeding disorders like vaccine-induced thrombocytopenic purpurea. Uh, And let's hope that it's not a stimulus for cancer. Now, there's a lot in there. I respect and trust Dr. McCullough's words. What he said there is that even though you may, may be producing this spike protein for a longer time frame than the vaccine the vaccine producers had initially told us, that one of the reasons that the vaccine may not be working, did you follow it? He said that the spike protein may be concealed. He called it concealing the antigenic presentation. In other words, the spike protein may be getting gobbled up, he said, by your macrophages, your immune system cells, hiding it. He said the problem with that, he went on later, is he fears that that could potentially, potentially 
lead to immune dis- uh, system disorders later on and potentially cancers based on the excessive immune system inflammatory response later on. So if you, I just want to say before we go any further into this, if you kind of see the, the struggle that Dan seems to be having on his face when he's talking about this, and it seems a little, a little heavy to him, he, he had a bout with cancer like a year ago or so. And when the vaccines came out, he, it was recommended since you've got this weakened immune system, you're immunocompromised, you should get protected. So he went and he got the Pfizer vaccine. He's talked about that. So he's talked the last couple of days how he's very concerned about this report because he wants to know if this is happening in his body. Well, I saw your wheel spinning, Nate. Go for it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what rabbit trail to go down in my head, but, <laughs> you know, it's it's sad and it's sickening mm-hmm. that the evidence is there. It's right in front of these people's faces. At this point, it's in front of the world's face. It is. It's there if you look for it. And yet not one thing has been done to stop people from continuing to get these injections. It's sickening. It's sad. Um, yeah, I could pick up on his heaviness and that's exactly how it makes me feel. Um, you know, injecting this into your body, essentially it sounds like it, it triggers an autoimmune response, right? Is that, that's like, you're constantly fighting yourself. And that's something that was talked about a while ago. And I know it was suppressed heavily, heavily. You I guess the question I would have is if most drugs or, or another drug would have this track record or the possibility of these side effects, how, how quick would it be pulled until there was better data, better research, if it was any other drug than this? I think we talked about it last week. Was it 30? 50? 50. I thought it was 50. Was it 50? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Once 50 deaths are attributed in one way, shape or form to uh, related somehow to a vaccine, it's pulled. And what vaccine got pulled because of that? It was like in the 70s, yeah, I Yeah, it was like a swine flu yeah, yeah. vaccine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that one was at 32. Mm-hmm. They had 32 yeah. deaths related to that, and they pulled it. And I'm, and I'm drawn back to, I forget who it was, McCullough or Malone, in an interview they did, you could hear him almost start to tear up as like one death is too many. Yeah, it was, was McCullough. It McCullough? Yeah. That was in uh, Senator hearing. Ron Johnson's yeah. hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his hearing. And he's like, one death is too many. And you could hear that same heaviness in his voice of what is going on here? Yeah. So this research study, um, this has been peer reviewed and published. So this isn't like some ho-hum, you know, found it in the darkest corner of the web kind of research study like this. <sighs> It's, it's crazy, but it, it's showing that the spike protein RNA in the Pfizer vaccine can actually reverse transcribe itself into DNA. So whether this is actively happening in people or just in this in vitro study, like Dan said, they need follow-up. But this is essentially what it could mean. Once the RNA becomes DNA, it can then combine with the human genome. This is just how it works. Once RNA becomes DNA, it becomes part of your genetic right. makeup. So if the RNA is reverse transcribing itself into DNA, boom, now you genetically have spike protein, right. which is not a natural um, thing. It's not a natural protein. Right. So that's, that's kind of the next question I had posed was, what's the one thing SARS-CoV-2 virus that is not found in nature? Uh, it's the spike protein. Um, what does the mRNA vaccine contain to trigger an immune response in the body? 
the spike protein. What happens if the mRNA containing the spike protein gets integrated into your DNA? In the case of this research into liver cells, which is where this was found to be happening, uh, this is a quote from another article. A foreign protein like the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein in the liver can elicit an immune response and explain autoimmune hepatitis previously reported. Autoimmune hepatitis is when the body's immune system attacks and damages the liver. You cannot live without a liver. That was a quote from another article that was reviewing this study. So they're attacking the liver, and we already know they're attacking the heart. And yep. the ovaries in women. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to see what else I want to read from. <laughs> it, it's crazy. So from from the uh, from the study, the Swedish study also found spike proteins expressed on the surface of the liver cells that researchers say may be targeted by the immune system and possibly cause again autoimmune hepatitis. As there have been case reports on individuals who have developed autoimmune hepatitis after this vaccination. So the, I mean, these adverse events, this autoimmune hepatitis, has been reported to occur in people after I think one person I read about it was two weeks I think it was after getting their vac their second shot they went in and got diagnosed with autoimmune hepatitis again people playing games with other people's yes. lives yeah yeah uh, the mRNA in the vaccine converting into DNA and being found inside the cell's nucleus in this study that's something the CDC said would not happen CDC also told us that the vaccine spike, spike protein would remain at the injection site, if you guys remember this. Oh, yeah. And uh, it would last up to several weeks, just like other proteins in the body that, you know, the, the body actually produces. So once you get the shot, that spike protein would come in and then it would stay at the injection site and then it would just kind of fall out, right? Mm -hmm. But we know they were wrong about that. When testing rats, uh, there was a Japanese regulatory agency's biodistribution study of the Pfizer vaccine revealed that mRNA actually moved away from the injection site through the bloodstream and then were later found in organs like the spleen, adrenal glands, ovaries, and the liver. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just connecting the dots here, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting when you start researching some of this stuff too and, and digging a little deeper to find related articles or other things, how much of this kind of fits together. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's exactly like the Russia situation. All the trails yeah. lead back to the source. Mm -hmm. Same thing with here. There's a, there's obviously an agenda at play, a mission, and if we look at who funded this, which we all know who funded this, it's it's evil. It's mm -hmm. not good, and uh, people need to continue to stay awake and um, hang on the truth. That's all we can do at this point. Because when you follow the money trail, then you have to go to that money trail and mm -hmm. look at the agenda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we know that that's to depopulate the earth. And one thing to look at is, is when we've looked at it on this show, you know, in past episodes is the numbers from the CDC's own website tracking the COVID vaccinations. I mean, you've got a very high percentage of Americans got their first shot, a lower percentage got their second dose, and then it's a huge drop off to the third booster. And then the fourth booster is essentially non-existent. So as the vaccine has proven to be ineffective, people have completely bailed on the entire program, even as the government keeps coming out with this idea of annual booster shots. But what bothers me the most is the people that are sitting there like Dan, who are now questioning, oh my word, what did I do? What's in me? I mean, that's a scary place to be. It is. And it honestly, if that's you, we're not, we're not trying to sound no, the alarm. No. We're not trying to freak you out. We just want you to be aware 
of the right. studies that you're not going to hear on the mainstream media. You're not going to see these on Facebook and Twitter, wherever you are. You're not going to see them on YouTube. Not a lot to talk about this stuff, but these studies are happening. So, you know, do yourself a favor, do your, do the research and just maybe stay away from those booster shots, at least for now. Right. They're, they're obviously proven to do some things to the human body that we probably wouldn't want for anyone. But I, I think that, I think that we just have to understand that there's solutions and YouTube doesn't allow you to say, but there are solutions to people who um, have COVID or have adverse reactions and they're not more shots in my, in my estimation. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that I, I, you know, the, the thing that I like about that clip of Dan is his real transparency of how he's feeling on his show when he discusses his personal health. And I think that more people who have had good responses and negative responses, uh, they don't have platforms like Dan or like us or whatever, but they need to tell people about what's going on. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, if they've had an adverse reaction, don't allow other people to go through that without telling them this is what happened. Mm -hmm. It's, we talked about a couple episodes ago about, you know, when you sign up for a drug trial, if you have, you know, cancer or whatever, you have to sign over, you know, I don't know what this is going to really do to me, but I know it's an experiment, but that's the same thing that the COVID vaccine was. And that experiment is obviously through these documents showing different results. And that's what experiments are for, to figure out what the exalt or what the results might be if you do this, that, or the other. But the problem that is with that is, is you weren't notified that this was an experiment. That's my, that's my problem. If it's an experiment and you go sign up for a clinical trial to get your 500 bucks, well, great. You know what you're getting into, but mm -hmm. they forced many Americans and people around the globe to get it. And it was a clinical trial. Yep. And that just goes back to the whole uh, mandate thing that we, that really kicked off the entire awakened movement that we're doing now is why are we mandating this? Right. What? It doesn't, you know, it didn't make any sense. So we started speaking out against it and you know, more information just continues to roll out like this. Yeah. Do you have anything, Mike? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. He was making notes. I was yeah. thinking, oh, he's going to come with a doozy. <laughs> it might be for the next topic. Yeah. Uh, well, so here's <clears throat> another example of why you need to get off of Twitter and any of these big tech platforms like Facebook that are censoring people. Um, and this is really, for me anyway, as a Christian, I took this as another wake up call about uh, our, our, the attack on our freedom of speech. So Vicki Hartzler is a Republican member of the House of Representatives from Missouri. She's currently running for Senator Roy Blunt seat in the same state. So Twitter is attacking both Christian beliefs with this one and an opposition political campaign is interesting. So what did Vicki Hartzler say that was so extremely hateful and dangerous to our society as we know it? Hartzler's campaign had a TV spot where she talked about University of Pennsylvania transgender swimmer Leah Thomas, who is a man who is now dominating women's college swimming. And Hartzler tweeted, women's sports are for women, not men pretending to be women. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Somebody <laughs> speaking truth. And she was, yeah. I know. I kind of, I kind of missed the cue on that one. This is what was supposed to happen. There we go. There we go. That's that's for that's for Vicky Hartzler. You get a little bit of show applause there. 
Um, according to the article, a spokesperson for Twitter told the outlet that if Hartzler decides to delete the tweet, the tech giant will reinstate her account within 12 hours. And she pretty much told them to go pound sand, which I love. Uh, she said the tweet you, or no, they Twitter said the tweet you referenced violated the Twitter rules on hateful conduct. Okay, so that's hateful conduct. The account owner will need to delete the violative tweet and spend 12 hours in read-only mode before <laughs> regaining full access to their account. Blah, blah, blah. Um, this includes targeted misgendering or D. All right. Oh, dead naming of transgender individuals. I don't know. I feel like they just make up words. They do. And so now you're going to be on read only mode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are in read only mode. <laughs> uh, so a spokesperson for Hartzler's campaign told Twitter that she's got no plans whatsoever to delete the tweet. Quote, Vladimir Putin is a murderous psychopath who invaded a sovereign nation causing death and destruction and is currently allowed to tweet. Yet Twitter believes the bigger threat is a senior member of the House Armed Service Committee saying women's sports are for women. It's shameful, utterly ridiculous, and a horrible abuse of censorship by big tech giants to stifle free speech. And that also should get more applause. That's a very good response. Yeah, and, uh, and we have a prominent U.S. politician that's been banned from Twitter. Mm -hmm. Eliminate, had to go build his own, uh, his own social media platform. And yep. yet there's, yeah, uh, man, so, shake my head at so much of this stuff today. I so let, let's just talk about this whole, um, is that, is that hate speech? Is that hateful speech to say that women's sports are for women and not men pretending to be women? Cause is that not what this whole transgender thing is? It's, it's science, right? I mean, <laughs> used to be, it is, it, it is, used science. To be. it is science. Yeah. Two genders. Yeah. Science. Yep. Like, <laughs> like it, they're even referencing that he was formerly male, now female. Yeah. yeah. So they're Which acknowledging they not allow. They're they're yeah. acknowledging that he he was male, now he's female. But I I think that letting this seep into our culture has brought on a you know, we, we often talk about this generation, uh that Gen Z, they're they're looking for truth. We see that all around. They're they're desperate to find truth and they're not getting it in sports. They're not getting it in anything that the world is giving them right now. And, uh, and so they're searching and this is just another, another example of let's throw out a new agenda and see if it sticks. And then if somebody balks at it right away, then we're going to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so curious to see, like right now we see college swimming, like, let's be honest, not one of the major sports you know, and that's what it's infiltrating. I would be very curious to see the response if, and I hope this never happens, but if it makes its way up to the NBA, NFL, mm -hmm. MLB, what would the response be then? I'm just. So I was watching the NASCAR race yeah. this weekend and they had two of the Super Bowl champions on the quarterback. And then the guy that was going to retire, the lineman, he might retire. Oh, Whitworth. Whitworth. Yep. So they were on, they were the, they were the MCs of the race this weekend out in Sedona or no out in California. And, uh, and they're standing there now. Whitworth, is that his name? Yeah. Whitworth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this dude is standing beside all the other dudes and I know NASCAR drivers are short and small yeah. so yeah, they can fit in the cars. car. Yeah. Like I know that this guy was like huge. Offensive so, lineman. Yeah. yeah. So, so you tell me that sending a 140 pound female to play on a field with that 
that they wouldn't have trouble with that. That they would say that she would be totally safe to do that and, and it wouldn't ruin sports at all or kill her. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that dude was huge. I uh-huh. maybe everybody else was like, you know, four nine, but that guy was huge compared to them. And it's like, so you're gonna tell me that that this six foot whatever, five or whatever he is, swimmer yeah. who's beaten the competition is gonna be they're gonna do the same thing in football no way Mm-mm. no yeah. way it's not gonna happen it's just because this is easier to push their agenda it's yeah. one it's one front well and, and like you said nate you know for the pro sports so you you get nba players who ah they're not all that great in the nba or they yeah. can't really stack up the competition oh now they're gonna be transgender and go play with the WNBA yeah. where they can I, nothing against it. I just you're going to go over there and you're going to be able to dominate yeah. a little more easily because you can jump higher. You, you're you're fast, stronger. You know you can. You watch the WNBA. It's a completely different game than the NBA because there's not these high, flashy dunks yep. and crazy things. No, they actually on. play real basketball. Yeah, they have they play to, defense. Yeah, yes, they actually have to <laughs> yeah. play strategic. They play basketball. defense. They play hard. Yes, yep. they don't just run up and down the court and dunk every time because the defender steps out of the way. Yeah. So when, when does that start happening? You're right. That's and why I'm just like, it's, an, it, it's a valid question. If, if we already see this, their agenda is not stopping anytime mm-hmm. soon. If anything, it's just going to keep getting louder and louder. I mean, until, until the schools say, I don't well, want yeah. your money. Yeah. I don't want your government money. I want, I want to keep integrity in my buildings. Yeah. And I know from school districts in the area here, high schools, that they, you know, there's policy updates every year. You have to update your fire policy and your, you know, just everything. You got to update your policies every year for your handbook. And the state approved policy advisor was with one of our districts and locally. And uh, their top 10 policy decisions were making uh, unisex bathrooms out of your bathrooms. Uh-huh. And it was all transgender stuff. The first 10 recommended policy changes. And thank goodness our local school districts are saying, screw you to the state of Ohio, I, I believe. But that that is their, they're trying to infiltrate every little thing with these policies so that you can't back out. And, and I don't have the numbers pulled up in front of me, but I know based on, you know, other you know research I've done and things I've listened to and read, the percentage of trans the transgender population in the United States is like minimal three percent. I, I think it's even. I think it's less than two. Less than two. I thought it was. Yeah. It so might have been so under why are three we? That I why are we doing this? It it's because I, because the people that understand and believe truth are silent. You're right. That's why we're doing. And it. that's that's my my big takeaway from this was if speaking out against this transgender ideology is considered a hateful speech. Yep. Well, there's no support for transgender ideology in the Bible, right? It, it actually so, says there should be some consequences for that. Right. So the Bible <laughs> yep. says man and woman. Now, when does that get classified or has it already oh, it's been already classified? Been. It's as already been. We, yeah. we saw it in Canada. Yes. Uh, we, we're seeing it in Europe. We're, I mean, it's already been classified by the elites as hate speech because they hate, they hate the Bible. Yeah. And yeah. so they hate truth. And, uh, and so I think that ultimately it already is. And if you, and now this is, this is going, going down a road. So <laughs> you can tell it. me to stop, but Biden proposed a, let me just pull it up so that I'm quoting the actual words that he said, but he said yesterday that he is starting a new commission. Mm. 
Um, and the new commission is this. Biden announced a new department of the DOJ, a pandemic fraud division. In other words, the PPP police, everybody remember what PPP was, the PPP loans? Whenever yes. the pandemic came out, you oh, could yeah. borrow money from yep. the government and you didn't have to pay it back if you did. Well, he created a new division of the DOJ to go after people. So did your business take money, your church take money, get ready for audits, probes, do whatever the Fed tells you to do or suffer the consequences. You will now see the price of free money. I truly believe that this is the way, the PPP is the way that they're going to infiltrate and remove 501c3s. Mm. It's just like Google ads. You get to the last question. The last question says, if you sign up for a Google account yep, and you want, like they do nonprofits at Google where you get everything for free, mm -hmm. but to get everything for free, they'll give you $10,000 a month of a, of a Google grant to advertise ads, on yeah. Google and you get all the way through the whole thing. And then it says, I don't know the, I'm not quoting, but the essence of the final question is, would you hire transgenders in your organization? Yep. And if you say yes to that and you start getting $10,000 a month of advertising and you start spending it and then they send somebody to your church and you deny that or your business or whatever, and you deny them work, they can request all that money back. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, uh -huh. I mean, because you're using their system and that's exactly the same thing as regulating speech on all these other platforms is because you're participating in their platform. You're going to go by their guidelines. And that is why it's important to have your own network, yeah. AGA.network and your own radio stuff and, and all of that stuff that you can find, which is why we're building it. And I, and I always go back to that one episode we did on one world religion. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to bring that up. All of this leads back to they are trying to get you to deny Christ without checking a box. Do you deny Christ? Yes or no. That's all this is because anytime, if you go against anything Jesus Christ said in his word, you're inherently denying him. And they are trying so hard to back every single person in a corner and have you make that decision like kind of under the table, under the rug, like, mm -hmm. You know, do it so secretly. And we'll I, give you $10,000 exactly. a month in advertising if you just click the button. In clicking that button, I'm sorry, that's denying Christ. Yeah. Yes. It is. Yep. What, what, what I see in all of this, I see a gateway, um, like if, if a man wants to become a woman and swim, I see them making a gateway of rules and laws that say you can never oppose anything I feel or say. I'm always right and you cannot oppose it. And I, I remember in the scripture, it says, and there arose a king who did not remember Joseph and the things that he mm -hmm. did. And it said, everybody did what they thought was right in their heart. Yep. That's chaos. Yep. Mm -hmm. If everybody did whatever they wanted to do, I don't want to stop at the red, red, you know, the red, red traffic light down here. I, I don't want to stop. Yep. It's chaos. I don't want to do 70 miles an hour on the interstate. Mm -hmm. Chaos. And, it, and it's like an introduction to chaos and the destruction of mankind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've just gotten so far away from the Bible as a, a law of our land mm -hmm. in, in America. And that's what they've been trying to do for a long time. Prayer out of the schools and 10 commandments out of your, mm -hmm. out of your courthouses and all the different assault on truth because they want to be God. That takes me back to, yeah, Babel. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We got this. We got this. We'll we handle this. it. Yeah. We can build the tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, that, that, <laughs> that was, was a good rabbit yeah. trail there. <laughs> that was the conversation I was hoping to have about that. Yeah. Because um, on the surface, you look at it and say, oh, you know, another Republican, whatever, politician got banned on Twitter for saying something they didn't agree with. Happens yeah. all the time. We Again, we're being conditioned to say, oh, it happens all the time, whatever. No, there are deeper implications to these things than just. I mean, every day. Basically, every day right now, you are getting the option to deny Christ or not in your conversations. Yeah, and you get that option by remaining silent. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which we're not going to do anymore. No. At all. Nope. We're unhinged this episode. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just call it unhinged. Yeah, the awakened unhinged. I'm glad you could join us on this one, Mike. Yeah, (laughs) I've actually learned a lot. And I I was just thinking, Nate, when you were talking there, uh, my my wife and I raised four, four kids and Many times the kids would come home and say they wanted to do something and we would tell them no. And they said, well, Johnny's dad lets him do that or Susie's mom. Mm-hmm. Then you have to sit down and tell them why there's consequences to what it is you want to do. And I don't want you to get hurt. Yep. If Johnny's dad said it's OK, I don't think that is OK. It's going to hurt Johnny. Mm-hmm. If his dad, that's his rules. Our rules are this. So I can't let you do what, whatever it may be. Happened many times with our four kids. Mm-hmm. There are consequences to your action, yep. and I don't want to see you hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> well, we've got a, uh, I think this is the last story for today. It is, we're definitely going to end on a sad note, so sorry about that. But there was a story about a January 6th defendant who tragically took his own life um earlier i think it was earlier this week uh this story aside from that it has major implications for this new society that apparently we're just living in now where the u.s constitution's not really the law of the land anymore we're all governed by different sets of rules depending on where your politics lie and it's it's kind of ridiculous uh before we dive into this last week we talked about quintez brown you guys remember yep. mike did you hear the story on quintez no, no, brown I did not so uh, quick recap, he was, he is a BL, BLM activist who was a, he was actually an anti-gun advocate for a while. He was like this rising star in the Obama foundation. And he was on all these different news. Sh- like he was a young guy. He's like 21 years old. And he last week attempted assassination against a political candidate, went into headquarters and fired four shots, almost shot the guy, hmm. tried to kill him. And he, for that, he spent less than two days in prison. BLM raised the funds, bailed him out. I think it was, was a hundred thousand. Thanks. So, yeah. yeah. High bail, bailed him out. And he's currently at home under house arrest. Okay. So two days in prison. So Matthew Perna, who was not a member of BLM, was a 37 year old man from Sharpsville, Pennsylvania. On January 6, 2021, he walked around the U.S. Capitol building for 20 minutes, taking videos on his phone. And then he spent over a year in prison. So just wow. compare those two situations for a second. It's so he spent over a year in prison before taking his life. Yeah. On February 25th. Yes. For walking around the Capitol with his phone. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to whatever these uh, charges were, but there's just more to this story that I think people really need to listen to and 
realize this is actually happening here in America. But before we get to all that, here's a clip. This is uh, Julie Kelly. She's a journalist who's been covering a lot of these January 6th political prisoners and their stories and what's been happening ever since then, uh, including Matthew Perna's. She came on last night with Tucker Carlson to discuss this story. Perna was this 37-year-old man from Pennsylvania who walked inside the U.S. Capitol building on January 6th. Police ushered him in. He didn't break anything. He didn't damage any property. He didn't hurt anyone. Shouldn't have been there. But you judge. For that crime, Joe Biden's DOJ hounded Perna for more than a year. Days ago, Perna finally committed suicide. You can read his obituary online if you feel like crying, because it's that sad. Well, he really got caught up in this crowd uh, that was going into a, into a set of open doors in the Capitol. There were Capitol Police officers right there. This is in the DOJ's charging documents. He didn't have a weapon. He didn't assault anyone. He didn't vandalize any property. But for that, for over the past 13 months, he has been tormented, not just by this Justice Department, by, a ju by the D.C. District Court, and of course the news media, national and local news media. His family said that he died of a broken heart. He was betrayed by the country that he loves, treated unfairly in this justice, justice system, which, of course, he was. To your point, he pl finally pleaded guilty to obstruction of an official proceeding. There was no official proceeding going on. Three trespassing charges, two of which are based on a lie about Kamala Harris. And he thought he would spend maybe a few months in prison. This DOJ, though, came back and wanted to throw the book at him and have him spend years in prison for spending about 20 minutes in the U.S. Capitol committing no violent crime, really doing nothing wrong except being a Trump supporter. So broke nothing, hurt no one, really did nothing egregious or violent in any way, shape or form. Last week, a guy walks into a political candidate's headquarters, tries to shoot him and gets out of prison in two days. What, what, what I find sad about that is, in our pledge allegiance to the flag, it says liberty and justice for all. Huh. And if you drive by any attorney's office, they have a picture, I think, of, or, or on, their, um, um, on their door, it's a picture of Lady Just, mm -hmm. Justice blindfolded and the scales are equal. Otherwise, I don't see anything other than truth and what the law is. And it's not that way anymore in America. And, and I think that's why this young, young man g g gave up hope. It, this isn't fair. It isn't right. This isn't the America that I know or yeah. have known. He, uh, so Matthew Perna, after he pled guilty to those charges, thinking, okay, I'll, whatever, I'll just, I'll stay in prison for a couple months and get out. I mean, I understand the, the reasoning. Mm -hmm. So but then he learned that prosecutors were aiming for a much longer prison sentence based on domestic terrorism deterrence. So I took this to mean they wanted to make an example out of him that if you participate in anything that the government or the media decides is domestic terrorism, this is how you can be punished. Make him the, the poster child for that. Yeah. So when, when he learned that the FBI or that he was wanted by the FBI, he, he actually went and approached the FBI. He met with them in his home on that same day that he learned he was wanted. It didn't sound like a kind of guy who had anything to hide or felt like he actually did anything wrong. You know, mm -hmm. um, just a little bit from his obituary, like Tucker alluded to his community, which he loved, his country and the justice system killed his spirit and his zest for life. He didn't break, touch or steal anything. He did not harm anyone as he stayed within the velvet ropes, taking pictures for this act. He has been persecuted by many members of his community, friends, relatives and people who had never met him. So it, it's just a very 
sad story. And, you know, I just posed the question, what's the worst thing that he did on January 6th? Uh, this is from the list of the government's own statement of facts. So you guys can decide which was his worst offense. He tapped on a window with a metal pole at one point, though the court records don't claim he even damaged the window or any other property. He was wearing a red Make America Great Again shirt, and he chanted USA, USA, USA. Oh, just shows how divided we are. Yeah. I mean, and, and all of this, he, he didn't enter with a weapon. No weapon. He didn't nope. have a weapon. So <clears throat> it's, it's awful. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, prayers go out to his, his family and friends and to all the January 6th, um, political mm -hmm. prisoners who are still rotting in the DC jail. Mm -hmm. I, it's, I don't know how many there are. I, I I could do some more research into that. I know uh, Julie Kelly has been following all this. She writes about it so we could tap into her resources and, and see what else is going on there. I know this has been, I know uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene took a tour of the the prison and reported back about how the, the people are being treated and there's people that are being denied medical care who desperately need it in there and just awful things. Yeah. It's almost those on the left are saying, you either do it the way we say, or we'll make you. Hmm. That's not freedom. No. No. Mm -mm. An article from Time Magazine from January 7th says um, 71 individuals. Okay. They've received criminal sentences. And that was from 2021 or 2020? 2020. 2020. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 22 or 21. I was 21. Okay. So let me go back. And so, and you know, they one. went out and rounded up more people based on video footage and cell phone data that they. More than 150 people have pleaded guilty. And this is from January 4th of this year. More than 150 people have pleaded guilty to storming the Capitol. Um, there are more than 725 people who have been arrested for crimes tied to the assault. 87 of those have been sentenced. So the rest of them, I assume, are being held. Mm. Yep. Well, the numbers are a fraction in criminal cases. Um, yeah. Sorry, 38 of the 87 are currently in prison, it says. This was as of January. Great. Well, and, and then just another example, I didn't plan on talking about this today, but real quick, another example of not being just or fair to all, you know, Biden's nomination for the Supreme Court justice is that... Uh, Kentaji Jackson Brown. Did I say that right? I think I, so. I guess. Yeah. Either, either way, honestly, and it just doesn't matter. It, at this point, it doesn't even matter who he nominates because he, he said before anything else, his nomination was going to be a black female. Yep. And that has nothing to do with their competency or their abilities to actually perform that role. That's just your physical appearance. That means nothing to be a Supreme Court justice the way you look. Yeah. So to me, it just completely discredits the nomination up front. Yeah, it does for sure. And look at the fight they gave uh, Amy Comey Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and she was, she had the credentials mm -hmm. and look at the fight they put up with that one. But yeah. yeah. Well, look at all the, all the Trump nominees for yeah. the Supreme court, how much of a fight was, was up. And you know what, if, when they hold the hearings, I don't know when that's going to happen, but when they hold the hearings, the media will cry out from day one, 
that this is unfair. This has never been done before that people would oppose uh, a black female candidate. They're going to like from day one, they're just going to start complaining like this has never been done before. We've never debated candidates like this before. Oh, my gosh. It's about her race. It's about her gender. It, that That's what they're going to cry mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. E- even if you were someone in, in America and you were neutral on all this, you weren't Democrat, Republican, right or left. You would look at that and a red flag would go up and say, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. That's not getting the most qualified person for that specific job. It would be a flag go up and say, wait Absolutely. a minute, this is not right. Mm-hmm. Or, or if, if uh, any president would come out and say, I will, I'm going to nominate a white, ma- a white male. That's not right. No, not at all. That's not not. right. It should be the most qualified. I will do my research. I will get the most qualified person for this position to benefit the people of America. Don't you think that the litmus test for a Supreme Court justice would be what the first question I would ask is, how do you view the Constitution? Is it a living, breathing document that changes or is it just the document that it is? I I mean, that would be my first question, because if you believe that the document changes according to gender issues and things going on, then it's not really a document. You're making law. You're legislating from the bench, and that is not what this country was built on. And and therefore, your government would have no stability. Right. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing, I I truly believe, Mm -hmm. because we've already gone down that road. Mm -hmm. Revisional judicialship is is i mean more things are legislated from the bench now than have ever been legislated from the bench yeah and and almost like it's almost like that branch of the government and i know most people haven't taken government or don't really care it's been 40 years but like there's three equal branches of government yep. but it seems like hasn't the hasn't the rhetoric in our country turned to the Supreme Court is the most powerful and whatever happens there changes everything. That's not what it's supposed to be. The checks and balances are between all three. Yeah. But see, they don't want you to think that. They want you to think that the, the judge in your city is the number one. That's not correct. Yeah. But that's why they don't teach history anymore. Right. Yeah, well, and I'm still waiting for the media outcry, and especially Nancy Pelosi. I don't know why she's not losing her mind that <laughs> Biden said he's going to nominate a black female. It's a black birthing person. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought this language had been changed. I cannot believe he's getting away with yeah. saying these things. But Isn't it funny that, like, God just had all this figured out. He called Adam man, and he called Eve woman because she was a wombed man. Oh man, she can actually give birth. So that's a differentiating thing. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that like, like make it happen? I mean, Budaberg <laughs> can do whatever he wants and say he's going to have a baby, but he ain't. Yep. <laughs> right. I mean, he ain't. So that sort of, that sort of tells you which side of the line you're on, whether you're swimming or whether you're doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a womb or not? Yeah. Sorry. This, I wanted oh. to end the episode of being unhinged by being unhinged. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Oh, Mike, did you have fun today? I did. And um, I would just like to thank you three. And I, I really mean this. You guys are a watchman on the wall 
for us who don't see everything or do the research you guys do. So thank you very much for watching out for what's really go going on. So thank you. Oh, we appreciate your support yeah, and, exactly. and you lending your wisdom to the show today. And yeah, thanks for being on. This, oh, yeah. is, this is good. And, uh, and I, I love Mike because he always brings uh, a practical application to whatever's going on. Um, and, uh, and he did the same today, you know, I, th I think that's huge. Absolutely. So thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode. We really appreciate you guys sticking with us, watching everything, following us, all your support means the world. Um, we're going to continue to do this. We need to continue to bring light into the darkness and for us to be able to do that, you got to continue following. So please make sure you get to our locals community, go to supportaj.com, follow us over there. We're going to be posting all of our news articles, everything that we're following, just so you guys kind of get an idea of what we're looking at during the week. Make sure you go to AGATV, www.aga.network. Follow us on rumble.com slash AGA network. And we're on Facebook for the moment, uh, <laughs> not on Twitter, because why uh, even bother? Uh, but we're definitely on Getter, which has been fun. So check us out over there. And um, if you want to be an a, uh, AGA insider text three, three or text AGA, man, Rob, I should let you do that. I know I'm myself, <laughs> but I'm going to do it today. Go text AGA it. to three, three, Oh, six, one, nine, four, four, nine, seven. That's AGA to three, three, Oh, six, one, nine, four, four, nine, seven to become an AGA insider today. And I've got one last challenge. Okay. My last challenge is this. If you are watching this on the app, on your TV, take a picture of you sitting there watching it on TV and upload it to our social, um, social media, getter, whatever, go, go to one of our comment in one of our videos on rumble with a picture of you watching it on your TV. We'd love to see that. And, uh, I, somebody sent something like that to me and oh, I was nice. like, Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, all over the world. They're watching what's going on here at the awakened and the AGA network. And also we have, uh, been working hard on, uh, three new studios that we will be producing from. Uh, here at the AGA Network, so I can't wait to release all that. The first episode from there, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to have a toast. But we we have seen uh, some great great support locally, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and people are believing in in the truth, and so we're excited about what all is happening here. But it all comes because you're watching and you're you're doing that. So hey, zap us a picture, and uh, and that'll be that would be very awesome if you could do that. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to see those. Yeah. It's really cool to see. And like Rob said, we're, I mean, we got new studios coming. There's going to be new members joining the network, new content coming your way. So stay with us. This, this is only the beginning. We've got big things coming and we're very excited for it. So until next week, uh, you guys just stay awake, stay aware. And I already said, stay awake. Shoot. That's what I always end on. I know. All right. Stay I'll do awake. it again. Stay awake. Yeah.